So last week, we started off this brand new series of podcasts by asking how many listening feel frustrated with the direction of of, of your life. You, you don't feel like you're becoming the person that you need to become. You're not accomplishing your goals. You feel like you're stuck. If that's you, I've got great news. Today, we want to help you change all of that. My name is Adam Shaw. And I'm Stephanie Shaw. And this is The Restorationist. Man, are we, we're so glad to be back. It's so, so happy to have all of you listening. Thank you again to all of you that have uh, sent messages and uh, let all of us know that you love having Steph on the podcast. And uh, so this episode is the very first episode with Stephanie's brand new microphone. Normally we would rent one or we would borrow one um, uh, from my dad who also has a podcast mic, but we we're like, no, we're investing in this because we want Steph to be more and more on the podcast. And, and we are so pumped to be doing this together and helping all of you become the person that God wants you to become and get clarity on your life and uh, feel like that you are accomplishing your goals and you're becoming the person that you need to be. Now, we began last week by saying that a lot of um, some of the con- or a lot of the content of this podcast has been greatly inspired by an amazing book called Three Questions for the Frantic Family" by Patrick Lencioni. We'll let you know when we're quoting from Pat as we move forward. But it was a book that was absolutely transformational, and so the purpose of this series is we want to walk you through our experience where we gained tremendous clarity over who we were as a couple, who we were as a family. And uh, we want to share all of that with you. But I feel like we need to do a recap. Let's do a recap real quick. So last week, we gave you three principles to guide us as we move forward in getting clarity, understanding our values, understanding who we are, and setting goals. There are there are, there are four principles or three principles. So we're going to make them four by the end of this recap um, that we are we are going to use that are part of last week's or last I guess it was two weeks ago when we released an episode uh, ep, uh, episode. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, you need to go back and listen to it. But uh, for those that did and you forget what those four principles are, we are going to give this to you right now. So number one, the family is an institution to be run on organizational principles. Now, when I first read that, I was like, well, that's different, that's unique, but then it all clicked. There's so many leaders use organizational principles at work. I know, Stephanie, you work in uh, you work in healthcare and you work in a very corporate setting, and so you're used to using organizational design, organizational life principles at work and at church. I'm all about organizational life and design and administrative principles. Uh, and so many uh, leaders that are listening, you may be in church or in the private sector, and, and you're used to doing all kinds of stuff at work, but not at home. Well, it's time to flip the script on that. It's time to use those principles at home. The other the other uh, principle that we wanted to use to guide us forward is the 80-20 rule, and that is um, 80% of the results is produced by 20% of the work, and then three fast, 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 that it's really important that you understand that once you do the work to set up what we're going to be talking about over the next few episodes, you need no more than 10 minutes a week to manage the process. If it takes more than 10 minutes a week to manage this process, you're doing something wrong. We want to be fast. 
And we forgot this principle last week. We forgot to we forgot to bring it up, but we're going to bring it up right now. The last guiding principle that's going to guide us as we move through this series of episodes together is this. Ride or die. If you're married, your spouse needs to be ride or die with you on this. If you're engaged, if you're dating, your significant other needs to be ride or If you're in a family with kids that are like over the age of three, it's ride or die. Everyone is involved. If you're listening to this right now, and I know we're talking about personal life, and you're trying to think about how to apply this to maybe a leadership team, it's ride or die. Everybody needs a squad or a team, a family that's ride or die with them. What that means is there's not my goal, her goal, his goals. It's our goals. We either succeed together or we die together. And that's, I think, been one of the things that's been so awesome with Steph and I is we have been one another's ride or die. Right, Steph? You're right. (laughs) We have. On everything. (laughs) We have. We either succeed together or we die together. And I think that's something that's so important that you understand that you can't go off and you can't do this by, if you're married, if you're dating, if you're engaged, you're, you're, you're in a, on a team, you can't go off and do something on your own. This has got to happen together. There's got to be unity. Everybody is all in. So now that we got those principles recapped, what are we going to talk about this episode, Steph? This episode, we're going to talk about what makes our family unique and what makes me unique. And I'm, I'm really excited about talking about this today because this, um, for me personally, was like the aha moment where it really clicked with me. And it, this was, it's my absolute favorite thing to talk to, you know, young people about because I really think that it was actually that impactful in our lives. And so um, I'm really excited about it. But I love this question because it helps us um, talk about who we are and, and define who we really are. And, and and to tell you the truth, it's hard to believe that we were married for so long and that we lived for so long yeah. without actually def- like figuring out what defines us. And, you know, we intrinsically knew who we were, but we'd never articulated it. So why is this question so important? Why, why is it, why is it so important that we answer this question? Like what, what happens if we don't? What happens if we don't answer this question? What makes me, what makes our family unique? Yeah, um, we, we, you just have a fuzzy identity. Like it's not a clear picture uh, of who you really are. Yeah. And so, you know, we didn't have, we didn't know who we were as a family and and maybe we knew who we were, but it just wasn't, it wasn't crystal clear. It wasn't spelled out. Yeah. yeah it was fuzzy. Yeah. And so answering this question helps us provide clarity and what, here, here's another reason. And if you don't answer this question and as, as a couple, remember we're talking ride or die. So, uh, if you're, if you're married, if you're engaged, if, if you're with someone that you're about to marry, this is the, this is something you got to have, have handled, uh, together. But if you're not, if you're single and we'll talk to singles more in a moment, uh, it's really important to answer this question because if you don't, You'll fall into the comparison trap. Yep. And you'll unwisely compare yourself to another family or to another couple or 
to another person. And the scripture says, they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. When you don't have a clear understanding over who you are, what makes you unique, what makes you stand out, then you're constantly looking to other people for some sort of affirmation and reassurance. This is one of my favorite points because it releases our family to be who we really are. And it takes away pressure to be who we're not. Now, I love this point. I really do. Could you explain this a little bit more to us? Like, can you give us a few examples? Yeah. And you know what? We're going to get a little bit more into it as yeah, we yeah. go on. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of give you a little preview. And that is um, that it releases pressure off of off of you and, and me to to do certain things that are not true to, you know, who we actually are. Yeah. So an example of that might be, you know, spending a lot of money on clothes or feeling like I have to have a new outfit every time I leave the house. Well, you know what? That's really not a value to who we are. Yeah. And so, you know, if I wear the same outfit and, you know, a couple of times in a row when we, not in a row, but like, uh, you know, more frequently. Yeah. We're not buying into the, um, church, big church events are, are runway events for the cause. Yes. That's not like, not, we're not, we're not yeah, happen. no, that's, that's probably not going to happen. And but, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. Like if like get your fashionista on, if that's who you are, but like, that's not who I am Yeah, and that's not who you are. You're right. So I'm probably going to wear the same like blue shirt or I actually have several blue shirts and navy pants, which I have several pairs of with the same shoes that I have pairs that look similar because that's what I do because I don't care about, you know, because that's that's something that, but when we understood that, hey, we're not fashionistas. We're, we're not, so why why try to be that person? You're right, yeah. And so that, it, it helps release pressure. Yeah, for you to be this way. And there's lots of different voices that sometimes are kind of feeding into this. And we kind of touched into that last week, you know, where there's like, you know, culture and family and, you know, just all sorts of different society and, you know, all these media, they're telling you that you have to do certain things. You have to be a certain way, but when you discover what, what makes you unique? Yeah. What makes you unique? Then it releases you from from all those different voices, and and you discover who you actually are. And so it, you know, we so in our family, we would choose to do something different with our money because that's our that's what we you know who we are. And I also think that it helps you in the world of like relationships and let's say friendships, right? So let's let's say when when you have a solid and secure understanding over who you are, you immediately can identify with people that share similar categories of traits that, that you, you kind of like, like the same things, mm -hmm. but where it's really cool is when your friends that are the opposite of you. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about values in a second and how this, how this relates into it. And, but you know, they may have, they may have some different traits or different qualities, but you're okay with that. And maybe, you don't, maybe they are the fashionista. Maybe they are the fashionista, mm -hmm. right? And you'd be like, look, you do you. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's the title of this episode. It's like, you, you do you. So like you can be friends with different types and different personalities and, and different, um, different groups of people, um, because 
you have a have a strong understanding of who you are and what makes you unique. So you don't feel this pressure to, to conform like to a clique yeah. or to conform to to a crowd, mm-hmm. right? There's you don't have a, a squad of people that all kind of like, you know, like the same things or have the same hobbies. You have a diverse and deep group of friends because you have an understanding over who you are and as a result you don't feel pressure to be somebody else and you're comfortable letting other people be themselves too. You're right. Anyway, we, we got to get back on track. But but the other reason why we have to answer the question, what makes us unique, is if we don't, we will make, we talked about this last week, sporadic and inconsistent decisions based on pressure. And it's mm-hmm. a mantra that I think comes up a lot in the podcast, and that is reacting to the urgent over the important. And that is... In this and then in this particular scenario, it's who you are changes constantly on the basis of what voice is screaming at you the loudest. And so knowing what makes you unique and knowing what makes your family unique, if you're married, you don't answer what makes me unique apart from your spouse. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Mm-hmm. You you answer the question as a we, because it's right or die. If you're single, you answer it as a me. Uh, We'll talk more about that in a second. But knowing what makes you or your family unique will serve as the filter through which you make decisions. So how do we answer this question? We've already kind of hinted at it with this big V word. We discover our values. Absolutely. And I love Lynchoni's definition of values. I used to hate value statements in leadership. They always were the worst. There was like 40 items. 40 items. Were all these things. Yeah. Values are awesome when you look at it through this particular lens. Values create clarity and define what will and will not be tolerated. Values answer the question, and I know if you've been following the podcast for the past year and a half, we've been doing this, you've heard this come out of my mouth before. Values are how we do things around here. In this family, we, or in this house, we, in this, you know, in my life, I. In short, values are behavioral. They are very real world decisions that you have already made that govern your life and choices. So not, not we want to be. Yes. But we are. Yes. And we'll talk more about that in, in a moment, but that's absolutely true. It's understanding who I am right now, mm-hmm. not who do I want to be. I mean, I love to be taller, but <laughs> you, okay. Yeah, that was, that was a cruel laugh. That was a heartbreaking laugh. <laughs> I'm five, six and a half, maybe three quarters. <laughs> okay. I mean, anyway, uh, but, but obviously it can't, it can't, that can't be a value. So values are behaviors. It's so it's, you get together in your family, you get together with your spouse or you, you know, you go to a coffee shop with a journal and a trusted friend and they help you go through this exercise. If, if, if you're not, currently in a uh in, in a relationship right now and and you predetermine your values and you discover who you are right now and the real world decisions that you will make that will govern your life and choices and values are critical to your health as a family you're right they you know they tell you what your and I'm using quotations, your game face should look like. And they're the filter over your emotions so that, you know, when you're having a bad day, you know already how you're supposed to act. 
And they also serve as a filter over to the decisions. So you act consistently and in accordance with your values. And so... And, and values also teach you how to act when faced with unforeseen circumstances. Hello, COVID, right? Yeah. Every family, every person, leader right now is, is leading wildly off the map. They're, they're wildly off, you know, the, the course that they anticipated them to be on. 2020, everyone was like, 2020 going to be my year, <laughs> right? Like it is, it is your year. <laughs> it's yours. All right. And so, but when you have strong values, when you've answered the question, what makes me unique? Who am I? How am I going to behave? You can actually deal with unforeseen surprises and circumstances very, very, very well because you've already decided this is who I'm going to be all of the time. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm going to act all the time because this is who I am. So your family values will be three to four traits that are unique to just your family and that they define how you behave. And so here's what we're going to help you do. This is the, the point in the podcast where you can keep listening, but you're probably going to need to rewind uh, to this point right here with a, you know, a pen and some paper because we're going to do two things in the next little bit. We're going to help you walk through a value discovery exercise. It's the value discovery exercise that we did uh, after we read the three questions of the frantic family. And uh, we call it a value discovery exercise because um, your values are already there. They're already inside you. You just haven't defined them yet. We're not looking at who you dream to be. Like I would love to be six foot, but that's never going to happen. And you may love to be organized, but that's never going to happen. And so you got to define who you are right now. You're going to discover them because you already, those values are already deep inside you. And then we're going to help you put it all together. So we're going to analyze the answers to your questions that we're going to walk you through. And then you're going to discover themes and put it all together in a coherent and a concise way. So let's do that value discovery exercise right now. With the wonderful listener stuff. So the exercise to discover values is basically answering some of the questions that we have. And uh, probably some of them are from Pat. And um, they revolve around two categories. And the first one is how do we feel or behave? And the second one is what does our family do? And so here's here's a few. So if you are if you're talking with your spouse, you're talking with, you know, your the person, your fiance, I want I want you to have dialogue about these questions now. Right? So I want you to get ready, write down your answers. Uh, I want you to get ready to have a conversation later today or or maybe tomorrow uh, about the following questions we're going to ask. It's very going to be very very practical today. Number 1, what inspired our relationship in the first place? What was it about each other that made us consider getting married? Now, obviously, hopefully you were attracted to the individual, but there had to be more than just, you know, raw attraction. There had to be something more that was there that made you say, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Number two, what do we care about? What do we care about? And you're going to find some of these questions are going to feel real repetitive because we're going to ask them in different ways with different words, and that's okay. What do we care about? Talk about it. What do, what do we care about? Number three, 
What are the fundamental positive qualities that are undeniable for your family? So, you know, something that would be almost impossible to suppress, even if you wanted to do so. So what is something that like, even if you tried to turn that switch off in your personality or in, in how you behave and how you act or how you feel that you, you couldn't do it if you wanted to, what principles will constrain us in the pursuit of our vision of goal or, and goals? What do you passionately love? What makes you feel like you are the most alive? What breaks your heart? What makes you righteously angry? So at this point, if you've started answering some of these questions that we've been talking about, you may feel like your answers are, you know, repetitive or a bit awkward, but that's okay because um, it's not about perfection at this point. It's just about brainstorming and answering some of these really important questions. So one way to know that you've identified a core value is to ask yourself if you occasionally take it too far. Another another question that you can have with your spouse is, is what strengths are unique to you and your family or what things are exciting and fun to you? What, what will you never do? Why? And, and these, if you, if you are, if you are a couple that's, that's going through this episode, you can't answer questions that are unique to one individual. That answer would automatically be excluded uh, because it's, it's ride or die. Right. So like, Things that are exciting or fun um, for our family, as far as this value discovery exercise goes, would not be fountain pens or obscure <laughs> naturally processed coffees. Eating sushi. Eating sushi. That is only fun for me, right? So uh, it's what is fun or exciting to the whole family. What will you never do? That's the whole family. Why? What will we never tolerate? And what does that reveal about us? Now, if you're listening to this, and we've got a lot of our audience that are, are young adults, at least what Spotify is, is willing to, to kind of give me a majority of the audience that, that's listening to this right now is under the age of 24. And so maybe all of you, you know, are, are married, you know, fresh out of Bible college or something like that. Uh, but there's a good chance that that is not the case for you. And so I don't want you to turn this episode off and be like, oh, it's for the married people or it's for the, the you know, engaged people that have had to cancel their wedding because of COVID. But no, this is for everybody. This is a note to singles is you need to go through this too. The Bible says that we are not to be unequally yoked. And, and of course, the immediate context of that passage of scripture is, unequally yoked together with an unbeliever because we know that's spiritually dangerous. But I also think it's really super important that you go through this values discovery exercise so you know what makes me unique. What do I value so that as you know, you're single and ready to mingle that you don't find yourself connected romantically with somebody that's headed in the total opposite direction of the rest of your life. And it's so funny, we were talking about this earlier tonight, and yeah. we can see our values in in the time that we were dating. Absolutely. And we'll talk about what the what we'll run you through our value statement in in a little bit. But what's crazy is that we individually have embodied these traits 
or these principles or these ways of behaving forever. I was, I was actually thinking about this and I know we're, we're jumping ahead, but, but whatever, let's just go with it. Like one of our, one of our values is adventure, right? And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment, but like, uh, adventure, you and your sister, how old were you when you did that bus trip across Canada? I was 16 and she was 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 16 and 18. You took guys took like a Greyhound bus across Canada across. And I don't know those of you that live in other countries, you know, shout out to the UK, uh, shout out to, uh, to Asia, um, Philip, whether you're from the Philippines or from Korea or from Japan, uh, Canada is a ridiculously large country. Yes. How many days did it take you? We were gone for just about three weeks. Three weeks at 16. Yeah. It sounds wild. It sounds like your parents, you didn't grow up in the seventies or like the sixties. <laughs> you're like, cause you're in your thirties. We were very responsible. <laughs> of course you were, but adventure and, and, you know, and then when we started dating, like we, you know, while everyone was sleeping in, we were jumping on a bus to go to a farmer's market on so that Saturday morning, on a yeah. Saturday morning so that we could eat, you know, Local Sri Lankan food. food. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was really cool. So anyway, so once you've talked about these ideas that you care about, I want you to look at your life practically. And, and this is, this part is an even more messy and inexact science than the previous section because it has no right answers. It requires you just to have an open mind. So here's what you do now. Now that you've gone through some of these questions about what you love and about the principles and things that, that brought you together in your relationship or that define who you are, that you love, that make you angry, make you sad. Now write down anything and everything that's true about your family without classifying it or categorizing it. It's going to be repetitious, have some double items and that's, that's okay. Um, so here are some examples from us um, that we, you know, wrote down when we did this exercise. And one of them was that, um, you know, Adam works for the church and I work a secular full-time job. Uh, another thing was, is that we have only one vehicle, which is sometimes a real pain, but it's yes. just a choice that we've made for this current time in our lives. Um, and so because we only have one vehicle, we discovered that we actually move together as a family unit, which is really unique because most families have, you know, a couple vehicles. And so, you know, the, you know, Husband's off over here doing yes. this thing. Yes. Someone else is doing like even tonight. Like yep. tonight we are recording. We're releasing this episode on Tuesday. It is 10.55 p.m. Monday night. But the reason why we're recording this so late is because of a project that we're working on that um, is for a rental property for our church. And so um, that our church owns, we're getting ready to sell and the cabinet guys that were replacing the kitchen were at the house and I had to lock it up. So our entire family with a, with a, a child in the second grade <laughs> was sitting in the driveway till like nine 30 until these guys were done. And then we came home. But before that we did groceries and we, yep. did, you know, so, so we move as a family unit. So we do things together. Um, and so another thing that was really important to us was, um, or important to both of us is our family heritage. And yeah. so um, that was something else that came into play with, you know, discovering our values. And so it's going to feel scattered. It's going to feel all over the place and that's okay. So write it all down and you feel like you've exhausted that list. 
now begin to look for overarching themes. So take a look at all of those principal questions and then take a look at all the things you do and narrow that that like crazy mess of brainstorming that you've got on your in your journal on a piece of paper to two to three purposeful decisions that your family makes that will drive how you live week by week, month by month, year by year. This is a direct quote from uh, Three Questions of the Frantic Family. As you take all this, you narrow down, narrow it all down to two to three purposeful decisions that your family makes that drives how you live week by week, month by month, and year by year. And so as you begin to do that, you're starting to put it all together. You're taking your values and your themes and what you do and you're talking about how they all mean to you. And as you're having this conversation, you soon discover, hey, our our marriage is not like any other marriage. Mm-mm. Our family is not like any other family. Or, or I am not like any other person that's out there. Think of your value as almost like your fingerprint. Yeah, absolutely. It's unique to you. And write that all down in a couple of sentences. Write it in the plainest language pa- uh, possible. And that's what will make your family who you are. Now, what I think is really important for us to do is for Steph and I to give you two big things that we have discovered about values in order to make values work, in order to make this whole process work. There, there are two big things. Big thing number one is what, Steph? It has to be true about your family right now. Absolutely. Explain that to us. Well, you're going to end up with too many if you if you just start doing aspirational things, so things that you would maybe like to be. So in order to avoid this, you have to have the courage to differentiate between the values that are core and those that are not. So, for example, some values are desirable, but they're not true. So you may aspire to be this way, but are currently not this way. For, for example, I, th- I think, you know, we talked about adventure and we'll talk more about adventure in a, in a moment, but if you're not an adventurous person, but you see everyone's Instagram and how they all like to be adventurous and you want to be that, but you're not, for you to write that down as a family value would, would create chaos and immense pressure in your relationships Mm -hmm. because you would try to live out, you know, a trade or a value that's not actually uniquely who you are. So if you're not adventurous, that is okay. That's totally okay. So when you're putting all this stuff together, you've got to be brutally honest with yourself. Who are we right now? Not who do we want to be, not who we wish we were, Who are we or who am I right now? Big thing about values number two. What are they, Steph? It must be a unique trait. And what's that mean? Explain that to us. And so there are universally desirable traits like, you know, respect, being honest, being fair, having integrity, but they're not valid as far as a unique trait because they're almost generic and they represent a minimum standard of behavior. Yeah, one of the things you're trying to discover is what do I do more than anyone else? This this is where we are giving you permission right now to brag on your relationship a little bit. You know, brag on your family. Be honest about 
your God-given skills and unique personality traits. So what are the things that you do maybe more than other people that you know? So you're not looking for things that, that were, you know, everyone should have if they were a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're looking for things that you do more. Because remember, one of those questions is like, what do we do, but maybe a little too far, Yeah. right? What are, what are we willing to take too far? And then like, we're going to like, oh no, we've, we've gone, we've gone over the edge here. We're we going to scale it back. We're going to scale it back, right? And so that's one of the ways you know what a value is. So that's that's a unique trait. What is... What is unique to you in that this part of you or this part of your relationship or this thing that you do or these things that you love, you do more than other people that you know. So those are the two big things. As you're answering all these questions, remember, it's got to be true about your family, about your relationship, about your marriage right now. And number two, it's got to be a unique. Do not fall back into generic, easy traits. What do you do who are you in a way that stands out from the crowd? We went through this exercise and it changed our life, didn't it, Steph? It did, yeah. And what? I don't see that easily. No, no, no. So why don't you talk to us about the impact of that? It just, it released us to focus um, on the right areas and, and helped us when we made decisions. And so when an opportunity was presented and it aligned with our values, then it was understood that we would pursue it. And so it gave us freedom and it took pressure off us to compare ourselves to other people or to try and be like other people. And it made us understand that our family is really unique. It made us easy to understand our boundaries. For example, and... Can someone come and stay and live in our home until they find an apartment? No. Say that, say that louder. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Having an open door is not one of our family values. Now, we know people. Yeah. We serve alongside with people in our church that that's, that's who they are. Yeah. They'll have anybody come and live at their home. Absolutely. They have an open door, and they've had an open door forever. And that's something they do. I'm giving a shout-out to Claudia right now. <laughs> Claudia is somebody who has that open door, who's had that open door for so long in um as for as long as I've known her. And that is something that she does. And she's able to maintain her own life and own boundaries at the same time because that is one of her values. It's unique to her. It's not us, right? And it doesn't mean that one is right or one is wrong. It just means that we are different. Bingo. So why don't we share our values? So our values are, we are Christ-centered. We are kingdom-minded. Family-focused. And we are adventurous. And these values should not be your values. Like, you shouldn't listen to this and be like, ooh, that needs to be us. I want to be this. No, 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 no. These are our values. <laughs> I Trust me. We will take this farther than just about anybody that we know. <laughs> No, no, no. Seriously, though, these values should not be your values. They're ours. You need to figure out what is unique to you. So here's how they impact our decisions. And and so, Steph, why don't you, why don't you explain the adventure thing? So, for an example, um, you know, we have friends um, and, and family who maybe on their vacation, they just want to rest and relax and go slow pace and do nothing for like a whole week. 
And we always say, oh, that would be so nice. Oh, that would be so great. Do we ever end up doing anything like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is not our values. That's not who we are. No, we, we always say we'll sleep when we get home. Exactly, because our core value is adventure. That means we don't sleep. You know, on vacation, chances of an all-inclusive resort are low. The idea of shopping as a vacation. Maybe when we're younger, but now that sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. So the other one of the other things that we have is that we are family focused. What what is that? What does that mean? Um. So just doing things together. Um, and spending quality time together, not just quantity time together. And so, um, you the know, whole family's involved. Yeah. There's no compartmentalization. I think we've even in the ask anything. We talked a little bit about this. There's not, you know, my friends and then your friends. And then we have these silos of our life that are separated from everyone else. Like all of the, you know, the people that are, uh, involved in you know ministry mentorship at our local church, Judah has J- Judah feels like you know Jordan could be his much older brother, and that Aaron you know Aaron is his buddy that plays PlayStation with him. Those people have been invited into our home, invited into our life. You're involved in in you know advice and counsel and guidance. We're we're family focused. There is not there's not a part of my life that is separate from you or from Judah. Mm-hmm. We're family focused. Talk to us about being kingdom minded. So this impacts all areas from how we, you know, steward our money to time and to what gets our focus and our priority. And so we wouldn't do anything that would jeopardize the kingdom or our involvement in it. Why don't you give us some examples of this? How would this work? Well, I think, you know, even what comes to the top of my mind is the, the fact even that you bought a new microphone for me to, you know, so that I could occasionally be a part of the podcast. And, you know, that's a choice that we made Yeah, to spend our finances, our personal finances on gear for the podcast. And you have all kinds of equipment that you've purchased just for the exclusive use uh, of podcasting. And it's not like we are uh, like a, we're not a tech family. We're really not like our iPads are all really, really old, but we have really nice podcast gear. Cause we're like, this matters. It's the kingdom. We're helping people and it would be cool to spend money on something else, but we're going like to make adventurous. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're going to like, yeah, like adventures though. I mean, we did. We do that too. We do that Don't too. Don't worry. Don't get Um, But we did make a decision that was like the, the restorationist matters for the kingdom of God. It's our ability to, you know, make an impact in people's lives. And so we are going to make personal family decisions. This is, this, this podcast is not monetized. Um, and so we're, we do this on our, out of our spare time. And this is not for you to be like, Oh, wow. Look at them. No, it's just, it's our values. It's our values on display. It's a, we are kingdom minded. We think about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven on equal ground with our family and being adventurous and following Jesus. We, we consider all those things working together as one 
at least for our family. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we've given... We've given you all a ton to think about today. And I know some of these questions have been asked in other episodes when it comes to organizational life and leadership. But a lot of this is this is uniquely designed for family. And so you're going to need to take some time. That's why we're given two weeks between these episodes. You need to take some time. You, you know, if you're married, you need to schedule a date with your spouse Uh, If you're single, you need to go out to, you know, your favorite bookstore, grab that journal um, or or book a time with a close friend to go out to coffee with them and or or a parent and and talk through these questions with them so that you can have that that interaction, that conversation with somebody. You need to put in the time that it takes to discover your values, the things that are already there that govern how you act and how you respond to the world. Maybe what you need is you need to go to Amazon or wherever you buy books and, and, and buy three questions for the frantic family. I cannot give it enough, enough praise. It's awesome. It is a really, truly awesome book that out of all of the productivity books, out of all of the leadership oriented books that I have read, and you can attest, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. we have read lots. There's there's so many. (laughs) There's all of the books. Um, and there's so many more that I have yet to buy. Um, that's one of my values. That's not one of ours. Um, <laughs> uh, but out of all of the ones I've read, I have found this to be the most compatible to apostolic life and leadership and apostolic family. It, it is the most adaptable to the lifestyle and to the, the level of consecration that God has called all of us to live and and lead from the overflow from. And so I'd highly recommend you go out and you get the book and you put in the work and and send us a message. Steph and I would love to hear from you if you have started putting these questions together. We we'd love to hear what your values are. You can post it on social media and tag us. Mm-hmm. Um or hashtag the restorationist. I don't know. Maybe we'll start a hashtag. Yeah, the restaurant. <laughs> but find a way to let us know that you're putting this into work. Trust me. We we put in the work. It was life changing. And, and I it don't was, say that easily. No, you don't. If there's anyone who's given a superlative, it'd probably be me. <laughs> yes. But but I would say on this, we're absolutely unified. Yes. It has freed us to say yes to the right things. Mm-hmm. It has freed us to say no confidently and without insecurity to the wrong things for us Mm -hmm. and has allowed us to embrace who God has called us to be as a family. And we'll talk more about its impact on, um, on our family in the next episode when we address goal setting. Can't wait to have all of you with us. But first, before, don't, you know, don't just wait for the next episode to come out. You need to put in the work and answer these questions. And I know that as you prayerfully consider all of them, that you too will discover your values like we discovered ours. And together, we'll develop greater clarity and we'll make a greater impact on the kingdom of God and we'll live as the people that God has made us to be. So I'll do me, we'll do our family, we'll do us, you do you, and the kingdom of God, the world will be blessed as a result. God bless you all. We're praying for you. Have a great day. We'll see you again soon.